This is For the Sports with Scott P. and Mike. The general catches every week wherever you get your favorite podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, For the Sports. Welcome to For the Sports with Scott P. and Mike. The general, man. NFL Week 1 has wrapped up, and Monday night was a thriller, man. Monday night was a thriller. But the question this week we got for us NFL is, was Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence asked to do too much in their season debut? Um, first, we're going to recap the Monday night thriller between the Ravens and the Raiders, where the Raiders won 33-27. And, you know, me being a Baltimore fan, my three keys going into this game for us to win was establish uh, Tyson Williams, giving some comp- confidence carrying the ball. Two, be physical. And three, don't let Lamar do too much. And we did none of that. Um, basically, I think the offensive line played terrible. I mean, I think that's why Lamar was under so much duress. But uh, the dude we inquired from the Steelers, um, Alejandro Villanueva, he got to go. <laughs> he got to go, man. Um, Max Crosby was killing him all night. I mean, all night. I've never seen a right tackle get worked that so much in a game, especially with him being a veteran that he is. I've never seen that. Max, Max Crosby was working him all night. Um, Tyson Williams with him stepping in and trying to be the feature back well, with J.K. Dobbins down and Gus Edwards going down with the ACL injuries. Um, he had a touchdown run, but he only had nine carries and he only had two in the second half, which was un- uncalled for for me. I'm like, if you want to establish him as the feature back in the offense, you have to give him more carries uh, for him to build his confidence up which we didn't do at all. So Greg Roman, man, uh, he has to figure something out, especially with the protection of the uh, offensive line right now. I seen that we might bring in a kick. I'm mean, not a kicker, but a right tackle from the Chiefs. They used to play for the Chiefs. I think his name was Mark, Mark Switz. So we'll see if we can get that done. But the offensive line, like I said, it was just terrible, man. We can't even do nothing. Um, and as far as Lamar doing too much, I feel like those two costly fumbles that he had in that game, it it was just it just came from him doing too much and him, I think, really overthinking the play and not trusting his line. I understand it's the first game, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go crazy off the uh, off the off the bridge with it, but you know, it's still it, it's still gonna take some time to get, get get the offensive line together and get that trust built. Um but like I said, man, this game was <laughs> – I don't know, Mike. It, it about gave me a heart attack, man. What you think about it, man? I think Lamar just felt the pressure of losing all three guys, so he probably did feel like he had to do more than his acts. I do, th- I do feel like he looked at better throwing the ball um, on the defensive side, losing Peters and not having Smith was tough. Um, your boy Wilder, he had, uh, I think I've seen 19 targets. Yeah, monster game. You just got to figure out some type of way to, though, just to make somebody else beat you besides him. Because 19 targets is a lot, so I don't feel like Carl was really looking for anybody else but him. Right. He's he's on more read every time. But on uh, a fighting game, uh, that pass rush played, you know, amazing. You know, I forgot my guy's name from Clinton. I think his name Furl. Yeah, at the end, he didn't even play, so and they got a lot of pressure. And uh, Jan, you know, just seeing the pressure he was getting, made, you know, made me miss him and Campbell because we can't get no pressure down there in Jacksonville. So 
Yeah, so, I agree with you. Um, Jan, he did, he he really looked good. I think he found I think he found him a home down there in, in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Because he looked good. I mean, I think he went out with a hamstring injury, but like you said, he he was getting that pressure. He was getting him and, him and Max was getting that pressure all night, man. But yeah, I think the uh, AOC North is wide open, and I think Oakland will be competitive. But I don't see them making too much noise. Got to say Vegas now. I ain't want them to jump on you. Well, they say they the Raiders. They don't go by the city name. <laughs> Oh, well, I said Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of your Jacksonville Jaguars, man, you know, I, I seen that your boy Trevor Lawrence threw 52 times, had three interceptions. I thought that was a bit too much for him um, making his rookie debut, especially with him, um, especially with y'all having a thousand-yard backs in James Robinson. Can you kind of just, like, recap that? Because y'all lost a conference game, too, at that with uh, to the Texans. A game that I didn't even expect y'all to lose. So, how you feel about that game? Uh, like all the Jacksonville fans just said the same word, just uh, deflated. Cause everybody mm-hmm. had, I didn't expect us to make the playoffs, but that's the one game everybody had circled as a win, right? And to lose and how we lo- how we lost is a little disorganized. Uh, we getting uh, legal formation procedures, twelve men in the huddle, like it's the stuff you see in high school week one. Um. Guys, correct guys not on the line, just stuff you see in high school. And according to Herb, you know, he's just disciplinarian. And, you know, they got the guy to practice yelling and with the megaphone. It's just, <laughs> you know, then, then you hear the rumblings of um, just turmoil in the locker room for us. Herb has rubbed some of the guys the wrong way. And if you're not winning, it's just going to get worse. So, and, um, Whoever the OC, I forgot his name, but if you're not the one, Robinson only five times. You're just as bad that's as Jay Gruden last year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we put too much on him. That's why he had those three interceptions. And also, Trevor was trying to play, of course, hero ball. He, the check down man was open every time, and he just was trying to push the ball downfield. But he'll learn from it, and hopefully, we'll play better next week. So let me let me ask you this about Urban Meyer. Do you think he um because this is what I think, uh just you know, looking from from the outside looking in, do you think he still got that college mentality? Yeah, he's got the college mentality, he brought a lot of that to the to training camp. That's why I said a lot of guys I think have been rode the wrong way and just how he's operating. Um, Carlos Hyde, I don't think it was a competition thing, but you know, he got a lot more he got more carries than Robinson did. Mm. Then we got some dude named Smith. He's played Ohio State. He made the uh, the active roster, and I never heard of him. But he, he got some snaps on offense at receiver, and it's just like if he ain't made it in the league this long, how's he gonna make it now? Make it now, yeah. All of a sudden, and Shaq Griffin, uh, like you said about your guy on the line, like those guys are available for a reason. They are free agents mm-hmm. for a reason. If, you, if they truly want you, they'll keep you. Right, and he right. has been. He's supposed to be the leader of defense. He has been real suspect in pass coverage. It's just, it's ugly. It's, <laughs> hey, week one was rough, boy. Week one was rough. I tell you that. I tell you that. You know what I'm saying? I think we take on Kansas City Sunday night. So we will see. We will see. We will yeah. see. I mean, I, I really don't got too high of an expectation going to this game. You know, at the in the offseason, I was really excited about it, but now it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> it's like, especially especially with us running that uh, cover zero blitz as much as we did last night. Well, Monday night, that 
do that against Patrick, Patrick Mahomes if you want to. Nice. All right. I light us up. Uh, I got four four takeaways from week one that uh <laughs> that uh caught my eye in the NFL. The Panthers. The Panthers could possibly have a top ten defense this year. Agree or disagree, Mike? Yeah, I took them in fantasy league as well. Mm, yeah, that that defense look it looked real malicious. I feel like that's gonna be uh who they basically rely on this season because Sam Darnold, he still got them happy feet in the pocket. I mean, not granted that Carolina's offensive line hasn't been good, but it's good enough. You know, it's better than what he had in with in New York. So you can tell at times he still has those happy happy feet, but when he set a win, he delivers a throw. And I feel like Carolina has to establish some type of identity on offense. They don't have an identity besides Christian McCaffrey. And they got way more talent. They got way more talent. You know what I'm saying? Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, those those boys are deep threats down the field. You gotta you gotta use that. You gotta use that to your advantage. Yeah, they're gonna run your boy into the ground. Yeah, they and uh JC Horn, like I said, he must be a Ramsey, minus the personality. But um they did not throw to his side hardly the whole game. At all. At all. For him to be a rookie, they did not pick on him at all. At all, and, and I don't know if that's because that that Wilson is rookie or he just strapped like that. But your boy, he, he gonna be good, Mike. He he about the size of a linebacker playing corner, man. That's that's kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of scary. My second takeaway from week one is Jamar Chase. He lied to us. He lied to us and said he couldn't uh, see the ball. He was having trouble catching it. Come out week one, five receptions, one hundred one yards, and one t- touchdowns. Come on, man. Big flat stones. <laughs> He, he did. He did. My third takeaway, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers don't give a damn about Green Bay. Yeah, and the offensive line didn't give a damn about him Sunday because the Saints were after him. They were after him. They were on him. I think he threw what? Two picks? Uh, I don't even know. But I know yeah. bro don't want to be there. I can tell you exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. So I think I think he threw t- two picks and he only threw five last season. So I think that relationship in Green Bay is over with, you know what I'm saying? He just there just to be there, you know what I'm saying? So he can get well, free. I seen people comparing to Adam Salon the longest yard when he was <sighs> going the game. So wow, wow. It's, it's ugly in Green Bay. It is, it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be a long season too. It's gonna be a long right, I know the I know the Saints ain't that bad. I mean right. I know the Saints defense ain't that good on But check this out though. The, the crazy stat that got me is Jamie Winston only threw for 148 yards and had five touchdowns, Mike. Like, come on, man. Hey. <laughs> whoever is going to get it. Whoever Jameis' agent is need a big bonus, girls. That yeah. was the perfect plan to go and wait and sit behind Drew Brees. Now, now he's in a system where it fits him perfectly. He ain't got to do. He ain't, ain't got to go out to throw four. You know, forty, yeah. fifty times to win a ball game no more. Right, right, right. My fourth takeaway is the Rams and their offense. I think their offense is going to be uh, real dangerous with Sean McVay and uh, Matthew Stafford. Longest Stafford stay healthy. I mean, I know I get I get it's the Bears, but the Bears they say the Bears has this elite defense. They really don't. The Bears defense has looked bad the past two years. Like they haven't yeah. been able to stop anybody, especially in the secondary. And, and that game, you kind of dis- they uh, the Rams kind of displayed 
what the future is going to be like with those two, with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, especially if Matthew Stafford stays healthy. That That's the key part of that offense, if Matthew Stafford stays healthy. So we will see. It, it's going to be it's gonna be a tight race in the NFC West. It's going to be a real tight race because I think all of those teams won and all of those teams have good quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, to compete. So I think oh, Trey yeah. Lance got out. He got off with the 49ers, so he got in and did his little thing. So. And I was really impressed with um the Cardinals going to Tennessee and holding them to 13 points. Right, right. With all those weapons they had. Right, right. And I heard I heard somebody say that uh, what Tennessee problems is going to be, they run that, that eye formation, that single back, uh, under the center type offense, which is probably not going to work anymore because I, I don't know why, but with, like you said, without, with those weapons, you kind of got to spread the ball out a little more. And their defense, their defense is not as good. So most of the games they're gonna be in probably gonna be shootouts. So you got to take advantage of those weapons. I didn't have this on my list, but five, uh, the Patriots, Matt Jones and the Patriots. I feel like if Cam Newton would have played that game Sunday, the Patriots would have won. I know, I know uh, the running back had a costly fumble to when they were moving the ball to score. But I feel like if Cam Newton would have played that game Sunday, the Patriots would have won. That's just how I feel about it, man. That's just how I feel about it. You, you got no any brother. takeaways? They want no brother turning over. Yeah, that's 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 all it is, Mike. That is all it is, Mike. It's basically they didn't want a brother. He don't fit the the New England scene, you know what I'm saying? And we know we all heard the rumbles about Boston being racist, you know what I'm saying? So you got any takeaways from week one? Oh, not wait one, but around the sports world from the weekend. Mm, okay. Uh, Deion Sanders and Jackson State, man, them boys is creating a whole. I ain't gonna say new vibe. Uh, I say new vibe, but the whole HBCU thing, forty-six thousand. Um, I forgot what they called that classic, but between them and uh, Tennessee State, I thought that was real big to have 40, 46,000 uh, HBCU game. There um, is. Uh, but go ahead. I'll, well, let me let me let me tag on to your uh, to your Dion thing about the uh, the Southern Heritage Classic. The, the reason they brought in that much attendance is probably because of Eddie George and Dion, and the fact that uh, the coach Big John Merritt, the history of him being at Tennessee State and producing all those all those um, all the NFL talent while he was there, and him being at Jackson State and also winning uh, the SWAT championships. And I think he produced a couple of NFL talent there too. So it's kind of a, a deep history there with uh, that Southern Heritage Classic. And I think it's really based off of John Mary and those two factors. But like you said, that was real big. And uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that Dion was proposing a, all the HBCUs come together and just create a, a power conference, almost yeah. like an SEC. Um, I know it's a money thing. I heard it got shot down, but it's really something they should consider. And um, I'd like to see them do it, then compete in the FCS um, instead of Celebration Bowl. Compete in the FCS and uh, really get on the national stage. Because if you look at schools like South Dakota, they've done produce two five, two top five quarterbacks in the NFL draft, and they're a FCS school. Why can't that be an HBCU school doing the same thing? Putting those guys in the NFL and having a better chance of making the NFL, playing yeah. on that stage. I mean, they might as well do it too. I mean, because it's only what six schools left in the MEAC. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, I can swag just have one conference. Yeah, I mean, you way, might as well do it. And the way AT looking, they probably they might be coming back like Winston. So, woo wee! <laughs> you want to talk about it? Right. <laughs> it ain't looking good right now. Uh, I think I think AT will be fine, Mike. They just got to shake off that rust, and um, I don't I don't want to say it's the quarterback play. I, I don't know. I don't know, but. I think the reason they got beat by Duke is because Duke basically they just gassed their uh, their front seven. They just gassed them out and just picked apart the secondary. The secondary is really the problem with uh, A&T in my opinion. Once they get that secondary down and they can establish – that's another thing. They haven't been able to establish, establish Jamain Martin in their run game. And I think he's kind of nicked up. And the back that come in to uh, relieve him, he, he runs pretty good too. He's, he's real fast. He's not that power back, but he's real fast. So I feel like once they kind of get a, another identity on um on offense, they'll be all right. Cause that hunt kid, number eighty one for them too, he's he got he got some burners. He got some burners. And you get a quarterback that can lay it out there for him, he's gonna right. make some noise. He's gonna make some noise. My dog. Um, go ahead. Next up, I'm about to get on your boys, man. Uh, <sighs> Come on, oh, Mike. Why you wanna do me like that? I thought we were gonna let this slide under the rug. <laughs> Why when y'all pre prevent? I don't know. Oh, you know, I, had, I had high hopes that y'all took um, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. Yeah. to the wire. Hey, that was rough just watching it. I said, I, when I when I said when I looked at it, I was like, man, we left too much time on the clock because we had we had stopped none that fourth quarter. We left too much time on the clock, and I, I just the secondary the secondary gave us fits um, against Notre Dame, and they they did the same thing against Jacksonville State. I. Once we get somebody in that secondary that can shut people down, we'll be all right. I think the front seven is fine. The front seven is fine. It's just that secondary that need to be locked up on the back end. Everybody talk about when Travis Hunter comes, but, like, that's just one person. He's only locking down one side of the field. You need your whole secondary to be complete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, Let's go ahead and give our, I guess, our week two NFL predictions, even though we got a little off schedule, give our week two NFL predictions. The main event games Thursday night we got the Giants versus Washington. I'm taking Washington, even though Ryan Pitt, Ryan Fitzpatrick went down. I think their defense will be the reason they win this game because the Giants doesn't have an offensive line. Who are you taking in that, Mike? Mm. I'll take the Giants. Taking the Giants, you going Danny Dimes? Danny Dimes? Yeah, just I don't believe in Heineke right now. <laughs> Sunday night we got the Ravens and the Chiefs. My heart want to say Ravens, but after the uh, the Monday night performance, I'm taking the Chiefs. <laughs> this is gonna be a home opener. I hope we come out and play with a little bit of sense of urgency. But right now, Mike, I'm taking the Chiefs, man. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. If, if Clark can throw for four thirty five, whatever he threw for. Yeah, he let us up. Mahomes. He was have a field day, but he's just as capable. Wait, let us up. And the Monday night game, we got the Lions versus Green Bay. Who you taking? Uh-uh. First, I want to say I don't understand why the Lions keep getting primetime games, but um, we'll take Green Bay. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with Green Bay on that one too. Um, the Lions actually surprised me last week. I, I wish I would have got to watch the game. I wonder how they made that miraculous comeback on the 49ers. Like, 
Cause they was down, they were down bad at one point. Then I look at it, I seen it scroll across the screen. I was only down like seven points. I was like, "Damn, what they do?" I know Jared Goff ain't over there balling like that. That's what they filled out the gas. Yeah. yeah, that's what usually happened. That's the same thing that happened to the Browns. The Browns had, to, I think, the Browns had Kansas City beat. They got too complacent, and Kansas City just did what Kansas City did. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got any anything you want to say before we get up out of here? Oh, just shout out to Shelby, man. Uh, it's levels of this, you know. South Point came out. And, you know, the boys live, eat, breathe football down there in South Carolina. And uh, big game out east between Highlock and New Bern. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, good luck to both of those squads. It should be a good game. This is for the county title, too, Mike. So there's implications on the line because they yeah. both beat West Craven. So. Yeah, probably probably packed out there. Hey, shout out to New Bern too, man. They knocked off the um the five A state champ in, in Virginia last week too. They didn't they didn't get no kind of recognition for that. Uh, I All think right. the, the name of the school was Murray, and I, I heard it was a pretty predominant school in Virginia. So shout out to them. Yeah, um, they didn't they didn't move up in some polls. I seen. Right, they didn't at all. And you mentioned the uh, the South Point game, the South Point and Shelby game. That game, uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't get to go to it, but we listened to it on the radio, but. For them to come back the way they did, it shows a lot of fight and Shelby, you know what I'm saying? So uh best of luck to them this season. Um conference players is about to start. They should I know, right through that. Yeah, they should. They should. You know, uh I, t- I told Mike that I was done with uh, high school football just for this season because <laughs> you never know who's gonna play who. And it's kind of hard to uh, to format a show when you don't know who's gonna play who until that Friday of, you know, like it's constantly teams that's on uh not Instagram but Twitter looking for games, you know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like there needs to be some kind of format or regulation or something for these schools to get games when COVID incidents happen. And then some cases I feel like might some schools are not even having COVID cases, they just duck and smoke. I'm just gonna be real with you. They just duck and smoke. So, shout out to the schools that are playing, um, giving us matchups that we probably wouldn't uh, have seen if it wasn't for COVID, like the Shelby and South Point matchup. Um, if 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 Shelby wasn't so determined to play Crest, which I understand is a robbery in Cleveland County, that Gaffney and Shelby matchup would have been a good one to see too. Because I know, yeah. I know, I know they was in contact with each other. That would have been a good one to see. But, it's been a long time. It is, it is, and the people been waiting for it. The people have been waiting for it, Mike. But they're, prob- they're probably us on a down year. Say what? So they're probably us on a down year. Yeah, yeah, because they were supposed to scrimmage this season too, but uh, I think the the Cleveland County Jabberie had happened, so we will see. We will see in the future. But that is for the sports with Scott P and Mike the General. Till next time, we out. You can't judge a man's will. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. You can't measure a man's will. Oh, yeah. When they, a man get the will that y'all guys have, the sky's the limit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The only thing that can stop us is us. Yes, sir. Okay, so we gonna get better though. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, but I tell you what, you all have hearts of challenge. Oh, yes, sir. In the heart of a life. Yes, sir. 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 Y